你姐妹平安 ，Peace be to you, dear brothers and sisters。那个罗书中新人种这个系列嘅先生。Let's continue on in our series, New Humanity。今日嘅题目是新生命嘅生活，活啲更明嘅里面。And our topic for today is the new creation's way of life, live in the light。那你经文是以我所述第过招第三高第十四章。And our scripture for today can be found in Ephesians chapter five, verses three to fourteen。嗱，以我所述第四招十七高过招二十一。In Ephesians chapter four, verses seventeen to chapter five, verse twenty-one。是讲到新人嘅生命及伊嘅生活。He talks about a new creation's life and their way of life。第四章十七到廿四是新生命的基础。Chapter four verses seventeen to twenty-four talks about the foundation of that new life。第四章廿个九个就二十一是新生命的特质。And chapter four verses twenty-five to chapter five verse twenty-one talks about the characteristics of that new life。那就要每一个人在基督耶稣里面都是新造的人。And as we know, everybody who is in Christ is a new creation。耶生命是新的。Their life is new。但你需要继续活在新的生命的里面。But they need to continue on living in that new life。但只有在这个人继续活在新的生命的里面呢 ？So how can we determine if a person is continuing on living in that new life？ 是。There are two very important words in the Bible: being and doing. Now, so I say, see, go to the key. We must first be, and only then, after that, we can start doing. A good tree would produce good fruit. Well, a bad tree would produce bad fruit. This is a truth that can it, it, uh, never be changed eternally. The Bible uses what we do, our doing, to describe our being. So our life would prove our that the way we live. The way we live, rather, would prove our life. A person who continues on living in that new life. What kind of manifestation would it show in this life? There are three things. From chapter four, verses twenty-five to chapter five, verse two, it tells us that they are living in the love. Well, chapter five, verses three to fourteen, talks about them living in the light. Well, chapter five, verses fifteen to twenty-one, talks about them living in the spirit. Last week we talked about living in the love. Now, this is not a requirement of the law. 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 In our moral aspect, we put off all falsehood and put on truthfulness. In our emotional aspect, we put off anger and put on righteousness. While in our behavioral aspect, we put off greed and put on giving. In our verbal aspect, we put off unwholesome talk and put on beneficial speech. In our attitude aspect, we put off resentment and put on kindness. These are the manifestations of living in the love. It's to prove that we are living in the new life. Today, we would like to focus on Ephesians chapter five. 
verses 3 to 14. This is a second manifestation of living in that new life. Living in the light. What do we mean when we say living in the light? There are three different meanings for the word light in the Bible. First is holiness, second is wisdom, and the third is truth. So if a person is living in the light, so their life is holy, their life is full of wisdom, and they are living in the truth. Let's look at the first. Living a life of holiness. Let's look at chapter 5, verses 3 to 4. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or, or of greed, because these are improper for God's holy people. Nor should there be obscenity, uh, foolish talks, or coarse joking, which are out of place, but rather thanksgiving. You know, light and darkness are opposites. To uh, holiness, a uh, light is a representation of holiness. While darkness represents uh, unclean, unclean things. From chapter 5, verses 3 to 14, it talks about a lot of things that are uh, not clean. Uh, immorality, uh, the word immorality appeared two times. The word Impurity appeared two times. Talks about obscenity and coarse joking. When we talk about coarse joking, it talks about green jokes or sex or jokes that are sexual in nature. Especially the word immorality. The original word for immoral is pornea, which means prostitute. In the English word, pornog pornography is derived from this word. You know, in the time of Paul, there were two uh, goddesses during that time that were very popular. The first is the Greek goddess Artemis. And the other is the goddess of Ephesus, Diana. But in reality, these two different goddesses are just one goddess. The Greek uh, called them are called her Artemis. While the Romans called her Diana. She is the goddess of the moon and the goddess of uh, hunting. And she was very, very influential during that time. In, uh, the, in Ephesus, there was a very huge temple, a large temple. It's the Temple of Diana. It's among the seven wonders of the world during that time. And inside that temple, there were a thousand uh, women priests. 
but in reality they were prostitutes. 于是好隆重来敬拜这个 Diana Lewis 发生性的关系。And those who are there to worship Diana, they would have sexual relationship with these priests. 教门是为着啊，应看，是为了原因。On the one hand, it's about income for them to earn income. 另外是满足人嘅情欲嘅需要。But on another hand, it's to satisfy the lust of the people. 啲保罗嘅时代，这个情况是战争问题普通。And during the time of Paul, this was a very common scene. This was very common. And most of the people there, almost everybody there, indulge in this. But Paul said, as Christians, we shouldn't be doing that. He said there should not even be a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or greed among you. This is talking about their behavior. In our behavior, we should not be sexually immoral, we shouldn't be impure, or should we be greedy? In our speech, there should not be any obscenity, nor foolish talks or coarse joking Among us, it's about the way we speak our speech. When Paul Paul was there reminding the people or the Christians or the believers of Ephesus, our behavior in in our the way we speak, we shouldn't be very casual. Because this is not in accordance to the standard of a Christian. What do we mean? What is proper? It is to to conduct ourselves in that in a way that conforms to our own identity. We are Christians. Because of the love of God, because of the salvation that Christ has given us, and because of the leading of the Holy Spirit, we are saved. We have the love, a life of God in our life. And we have been called out of darkness. So we should not go back to our old behavior. If you know who you are, there are a lot of things which we will uh, stop doing. Because we know. Because we know if we do these things, it will not be uh, in conformance to our status as a Christian. Many, many years ago. And many years ago, I had an opportunity to visit Australia and to visit our late uh, deacon, uh, Deacon Pedro. On one early morning, we went out to to uh, visit the different places there. So we passed by this huge casino. And uh, Deacon Pedro asked me, "Do you want to go in and take a look?" You know, in my whole life, I've never been into a casino. I often tell people not to go and gamble. But I've never been in the casino. So I said, okay, let's go and take a look. So it will add more insights when I, when I preach. It was about 10 o'clock in the morning. So when, I, when we entered, and I was a bit taken aback. There were a lot of people there already. And most of them were senior citizens. Because most of them are retirees. 
And almost all of them were seated in front of a slot machine playing the slot machine. And uh, Deacon Pedro asked me, He said, uh, Pastor, Pastor Reverend Ching, do you, like, do you would like to try? Oh, no, 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 no. And I said, No. And I Continue on saying. He said, uh, uh, Deacon Pedro, I'm not afraid of losing. I'm afraid of winning. You know why? Because when we enter the casino, because uh, on the walls of the casino, there were a lot of photographs. And these were the people who won the jack- jackpot of the slot machines. And they have their name there. And then I said, what would happen if I play and I win? And my picture would be there. And my name would be there. Jeremiah Chung. Senior pastor of CBCP. Senior pastor of CBCP. And probably that would be the end of my ministry. Because that those kind of action is not fit for my of my for my identity as a senior pastor. So I So dear church. A lot of things, whether it's we can do it or not, it's not a requirement of the law. But if you truly know who you are, you would know naturally what are the things you can do and the things you shouldn't do. Uh, when you talk about the way we we dress. Uh, or the way we make up ourselves. What, what kind of makeup we put in, what kind of clothes we, we wear. Of course, there's a much, there's huge difference from the time of Paul to our modern times right now. But the principle remains the same. If, is it in accordance to your identity as a Christian? Is it proper for me to wear this as a Christian? Do I, if I make up myself like that, is it proper for me as a Christian? If you are not being castigated by the Holy Spirit, then go ahead. This is living in holiness. Second, living in the light means living in the life of wisdom. In uh, verses 5 to verse 7, light is not only light, but it represents wisdom. Just like when we have a new idea, just like a light bulb lighting in our mind. So those who live in the light, they are living in wisdom. In your life, there will be no darkness. Because that the person can see three things. There are three things that he, they can see that other people cannot see. The first, that person will have a firm conviction regarding spiritual matters. Look at verse 5. For, for of this, you can be sure no immoral, impure, or greedy person, such a person, is an idolater, 
has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. A person who lives in the light, they would have a very clear conviction. They would know who, uh, who among the people here who have no portion in the, or inheritance in the kingdom of God. This, uh, this passage talks about three kinds of person. The immoral, the impure, and the greedy. And these people, the people who are like that, have no inheritance or no part in God's kingdom. The word immoral. In the original um, uh, text, it means to be tied with a corpse. This is a very, very savage punishment from the times of the Roman people. They would chain a living person with a corpse. Of course, that living person would die, but they would die a very pitiful death. And a person who is immoral will have a very devastating end. They would have no part in God's kingdom. Impure person are those who are doing unclean things. But for the world, it's, this is just mere pleasure or leisure. Or maybe they engage in a one-night stand. For them, it's just playing. They don't think that it's, not, uh, it's unclean. There was a, many, about 10 years ago, there was a popular uh, activity called wife swapping. They would change wives for them to have sexual relationships with. This is a very unclean thing. Those people, are, those people who are engaged in those kind of activities will have no part of in God's kingdom. And Paul said those who are greedy is like uh, worshipping idols. Because greed is, is a source of many kind of sins. A lot of sins are connected to, with greed. Uh, Eve was the first person to sin with her action. Why did she sin? Because she was greedy. Because she saw the fruit from the, uh, knowledge of, from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. She had greed in her heart. She wanted to have the fruit for herself. You know, this word greed is very meaningful. When you look at the Chinese character, it's this, uh, there's a character for a woman or for a, or for a female uh, underneath uh, two trees. It's a tree of life, and the other is a tree uh, with the knowledge of good and evil. Oh, and that, uh, that female would, would be there observing these two trees. And she chose, rather, she chose the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's why she sinned. This is called greed. Those who are greedy will have no part in God's kingdom. A person who lives in the light 
They would have a deep conviction about many things. Because they know. To be immoral, to be impure, to be greedy, they would have no part in God's kingdom. That's why they stay away from these kind of things. The second, he will not be easily deceived. Verse 6. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Do not be deceived by other people. This was truly the situation during Paul's time. Because during his time, there was a very uh, very popular cult. It's called the Gnostics. They are those who believe in the duality. They believe in the duality of good and evil. Everything that is made from materials, they are evil. Only spiritual things are good. And our physical body, it's material. That's why this body is depraved, it's evil. Only the spirit that's in us, the soul that is in us, is, is, is good. Because his body is not good. That's why we have to deal with it. We have to control it. But there, there arose a different kind of thinking. But the body and the spirit is separate. And when we die, this body is gone. But the spirit remains. So this body is useless. That's why the body we, we should allow the body to to uh, engage in the leisures of this world. Whatever it is that we desire to do, we do it. If we want to drink, let's go get drunk. If you want to gamble, go ahead and gamble. If you want to engage in sexual acts with, with others, then go ahead. Because this body is temporary. But Paul said, do not be deceived by these kind of thinking. A person who lives in the light, they would have they would have spiritual knowledge. They would not be easily deceived by these half-truths or things that look like truths, but they are in fact false. But dear church, we need to be very careful. Today in this world, there are a lot of things, there are a lot of truths that look like they're really true, but they are not really true. We need to be firmly rooted in God's word. Do not be deceived by the principles of this world. third, a person who lives in the life of wisdom, they would be very careful in choosing whom they associate with. Look at verse 7. So therefore, do not be partners with them. Do not be, uh, do not be companions with these people. Who does the them refer to? The them refers to those who are immoral, those who are impure, and those who are greedy. 
Let us not be partners with them. There's a Chinese saying that's very meaningful. So if you stay near the red, you will turn red. If you stay near black, you will turn black. This is a very simple truth that you have to be careful. When we say that you are not to be partners with them, it doesn't mean that you have absolutely no relationship with these it's kind of people. Then if that's the case, then who can bring the gospel to these people? When Paul said, do not be partners with them, it means that you do not partake in their activities. Yes, Of course, we, have, we can have relationship with these people. But we should not take part in their activities. To put it simply, Let's not, not do what they're doing. Let's not be part of their unclean uh, acts. That's how the Bible teaches us. Look at Psalms chapter 1, verse 1. Does not walk in the step of the wicked or stand in the way of the sinners, take or sit in the company of mockers. How do we respond to these? Do not walk, nor stand, nor sit. Dare to say no, and no, no. Put it simply, we, we have to dare to say no. A person who lives in the light, it doesn't mean that you're a perfect person. Yes, or, yes, yes, man, yes, man. Or to be a very uh, kind person to everybody is saying yes to everybody. We need to know when to say yes and when to say no. But there's a very good saying. Tell me who your friends are. Are and I'll tell you who you are. So you need to be careful in choosing your friends. On the third aspect, a person who lives in the light are those who live in the truth. From verses 8 to 13. Not only does light pertain to holiness or wisdom, Light uh, refers to the truth. Look at verse 8. For you once, you were once darkness, but now you are light. In the Lord, live as children of light. Paul uses the word darkness to contrast with light on, on uh, darkness when, of our past to the light of our present. It's like living in the darkness, uh, a dark age of our foolishness wherein we have no future. Because we live in darkness. We have not seen the, the way for the future. You know, it's frightening to live in the dark. 
book of Exodus, when the ten plagues came upon Egypt, one of the ten plagues, one of the plagues there was the plague of plague of darkness. I For three days there was no light in there was no light in Egypt. And Pharaoh immediately surrendered. He called for Moses. And he allowed the people to go. But only those who are the women, the children, and those who are uh, seniors, they cannot go. Moses said no. Moses said no. But for Pharaoh's uh, situation, it was a very uh, big step back because it was the first time he acceded to them. Because living in darkness is truly frightening. Today we are those who are living in the light. It's not just a change in our in our attitude or the change in the way we think. But it's a change or the transformation of the foundation or, or the, the basis of our life. We are now our children of light. We are living in the light, we are living in the truth. How can we tell if a person is truly living in the truth? Paul said there are three kinds of, of a manifestation that you can see. First, this person is able to produce the fruit of the light. Look at verse 9. For the fruit of the light consists in all uh, in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. The Bible tells us that our being would determine uh, our uh, our doing rather would determine our being. So a person who's living in the truth. The, the, the things that we do would would manifest the fruits of the light. The first is kindness. Not only is that person very good, doesn't mean that it, they, they treat other people well. It's, it, being kind means uh, by, by, that they don't want to, to see people suffer. A person who's kind, they would tr- truly look for ways to help other people. A person who's righteous. It means that in the aspect of morality, there is no, you can be blameless. They'll be very fair and just in the way they do things. What is good is uh, what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong. They will not do things that would shame uh, both God and man. Truth means truth. It, when we put it in our lives, it means to be sincere in our lives. When we are uh, in our relationship with other people, we need to be sincere. A person who's sincere would have many friends. 
Because this person would be very eloquent. But when a person discovered that despite your eloquence, you are not sincere, you would find that person uh, would be uh, their friends one by one would depart from that person. But what's strange is if a person is very sincere, very truthful. A lot of people would love to be friends with that person. So, so goodness, righteousness, and truth are very are basic virtues that are needed in interpersonal relationships. Without goodness, without righteousness, without truth, then we would be in a very dark place. We are called children of light. We need to bring the light into the darkness. Because we are children of light. The second a person who lives in the truth is able to discern what pleases the Lord. Look at verse 10. And find out what pleases the Lord. It's for us to investigate. A person who lives in the truth, they would often seek out what pleases the Lord. Because it is their desire to please the Lord. This is what Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2 means. Therefore, I urge you, brothers, and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Why do they want to offer themselves to the Lord? Because this is what pleased the Lord. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, His good, pleasing, and perfect will. They want to know what God wants because they want to please God. So they want to offer their bodies as an acceptable sacrifice to the Lord. Because it is their life, uh, soul desire that in everything that they do, they will be found acceptable by the Lord. Do you, do you know there's a very uh, there's a very famous four word in English? WWJD. It's WWJD. What would Jesus do? We know it means what would Jesus do? If in case you were Jesus, how would he? Uh, relate to these things, how would he do these things? A person who lives in the light, this would be their living principle. Because they want to please God. And lastly, a person who lives in the truth, 
They'll be able to dissociate themselves as well as expose corrupt deeds. Look at verse 11. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of the darkness, but rather expose them. Why do they do these things? And the reasons can be found in verses 12 and 13. In verse 12, it is shameful, shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret, but everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. We don't want to be partakers in unclean things. Because these things, they, they, they do not need to, to be shown in the light. Because once it's exposed, it's very shameful. You know, as pastors, sometimes we would be in certain situations. If I go to a certain place, there would, I would hear people say, Here's, Here comes pastor, let's stop talking. So what, are you, what were you talking about? Why is it that when I arrive, you stop talking? Sometimes they were, it's a joke. Sometimes it's, it comes out as, as a joke. Or could be they are in a conversation about things that are quite shameful. And they feel like if the pastor is there, they cannot continue on in that kind of conversation. You're Christians. We are light. Where light is, then the darkness would depart. Because light and darkness cannot coexist. Where there is darkness, it means that light is absent. <laughs> you know, many, many years ago, something uh, quite interesting happened in London. In April 1, you know, we know April 1 is April Fool's Day. There was this person. He wrote 20 letters to his 20 friends who were famous and rich. He did not sign his name. He just wrote one thing. All, the, your, all your deeds are exposed. Flee. You know, after he wrote that letter on April full, uh, April's 1st, uh, after on, on April 2nd, 80% of those people departed England. Of course, this is, this, this is a joke. But say, even though this was a prank, 80% of the people fell for it. So it just exposed the guilt that these people have. A person who lives in the light 
Because when light is, is there to illuminate what they are doing in darkness, they will not be happy at first. Because it's not, it's not pleasant, it's not comfortable to be exposed to the light. But this is the first step. If it were not for the light illuminating our darkness, we wouldn't know we live in the dark. But dear Christians, Let's not be self, uh, self congratulating ourselves. Because in the past we were people of darkness. It is by God's grace alone that we are living now, right now, being exposed to the light. For us to move away from darkness and move into the light. Today we are not a uh, part of the darkness anymore. Because we now know the light. So Paul said in chapter 5, verse 14. That's why it is said, Wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is the conclusion that Paul made. Those who are sleeping, wake up. Because Christ will shine on you. What kind of a people are those, are those who are sleeping? And I believe he was referring to those who are already believers. Yet, he's in and they are believers. But if they live like they are not believers, they, they sleep like they are dead. That's why they need to wake up. Because the light of Christ will shine on them. We have a new life in us. And because of that, we can show uh, we can show other people that, or we can show ourselves that we have that light. May the Lord help us. May the Lord help me that I will no longer be living in darkness because I already have that new life in me. If I continue on living in darkness, we need to wake up because we have that new life in us. Let me ask you. Are you continuing on living in the light or are you still living in darkness? May the Lord speak to you. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. Through the teaching of Paul in the book of Ephesians, we are reminded that we have new life and we have to continue on in that new life. Last week, we have learned that we need to live in love. Today, we have learned that we need to live in the light. Because life, a light represents holiness. It represents wisdom. It, 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 uh, it represents light. We need to live a life of wisdom, a life of holiness, and a life of light. Because we are children of light. We are no longer children of darkness. May the Lord help us that we who are sleeping will wake up. 
Lord, may your words illuminate us. That we may wake up. And that we will live for you. That when people see our lives. And just like Jesus said, they would give glory to God in heaven. Dear, uh, thank you, Lord. Hear our prayers. This is all uh, everything we pray in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Next week is December 19. So I'll be speaking to you a Christmas message. And the, top, the t- title is Have You Received the Most Precious Gift of Christmas? This is a message of the gospel. Use this Christmas time. And I would like to you to give this uh, precious gift of the gospel to your friends and relatives. Let's celebrate Christmas together next week. See you next week. See you next week.